This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It is Monday, November 14th, and this is the Wilt Fong Whip Round. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, I am Lance Glenn, joined by the Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wilt Fong. And Steve, we have such a busy show today that we just need to jump right into it. We've got the pleasantries out of the way before we started recording, but on Friday, we had some big news come out really around midnight or 1 a.m., late Thursday night, early Friday morning, depending on where you are. Jaden Rashada, a top 20 player nationally for us. Uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the 2023 class, pulled a little bit of a Florida switch. He flipped from Miami and Mario Cristobal to the Gators and Billy Napier. So first and foremost, just what was your initial reaction to that? And how does Florida now with a lot of recruiting momentum and really a jewel of their class now with Jaden Rashada, how do they build off this with signing day just over a month away? Well, initial reaction was Florida added another championship level piece to a program that I think is really on the rise with the way that they're recruiting, the way that Billy Napier and his first year staff came into Gainesville at the end of the 2022 cycle and finished with a lot of steam that has really carried over. And I think that they are landing guys that can help them win the SEC and beyond. Jaden Rashada is one of the more natural, pure throwers of the football in this 2023 recruiting class. He can flat out spin the football, uh, having, uh, having a terrific senior year where he's really improved across the board with his accuracy and ability to hurt you with his legs. I think he checks every box that you're looking for in a quarterback and you put him in a situation with Marcus Stokes, who is one of the better off-platform throwers in the class, a very competitive kid. Uh, uh, um, they're really overhauling a quarterback room that, in my opinion, doesn't have much depth. But I will say, when you talk to people around the program, uh, AR's backup quarterback, Kitna, one of the most improved players in the program. So they're really solidifying this quarterback room, Jaden Rashada, now in the fold, kind of as a body type that reminds you of Jaden Daniels, uh, who's over there at LSU now. Uh, um, but I think he's a better thrower of the football coming into to college football. Maybe he's not as athletic as Jaden, but he can really sling the ball. I said on our Florida board, he kind of reminded me with Dwayne, of Dwayne Haskins. I just remember Dwayne Haskins being so smooth with the way he threw the football uh, uh, when I would see him in camp in all-star game settings when he was in high school. I get that feel with, with Jaden Rashada there. And so obviously Florida up to number eight in the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings, but continuing to hit big at the positions you need to be incredibly talented at uh, uh, to win big quarterback, defensive line, 
in the secondary. They're getting playmakers at wide out uh, when you look over the last two classes. And they continue to beat pow other powerhouse programs for recruits, and that's kind of the recipe, right? You're not going to win big on the field unless you're beating the Alabamas and Georgias of the world on the recruiting trail. Jaden Rashada was as touted a quarterback as there was in this class. They have them in the fold now. And, and, and this is one that was in the works here for the last week or two, I was told. You know, I, I, and I, I think you know, Florida was kind of where he really wanted to be throughout his process. Obviously, he committed to Miami, so Miami was able to sneak in there and steal some momentum at the right time when they, when they got his verbal. But Florida was just a place that was always special to him and his family. He loves the trajectory of the program. going to come in there and, and, and help give them a boost. When Florida hired Billy Napier coming out of obviously Louisiana, um, we knew he could recruit. We knew he built a great program at Louisiana, built them up uh, at times to a top 25 team. But has his recruiting success surprised you, especially going up against some of the nation's best? No, and he's got a plan for recruiting Louisiana. Uh, they had the Sun Belt's top class every cycle when he was there, and, and they have a plan for every position. Like he loves these big offensive linemen that you can just mold into to uh, powerful players at the point of attack, and that's the recipe that they're looking to do at, at Florida. They want long bodies and and twitchy players up front on defense. And you look at the way they're recruiting the defensive line; it's arguably, I mean, it's as good as the defensive line hall as they have in the country. He's a receivers coach at heart one of the first things that they identified uh, at Florida was that they needed to get better uh, uh, better um, difference makers in that receiver room and and they were able to through the portal there uh, at the end of the cycle but certainly when you look at this class with with Aiden Mizell and Eugene Wilson and uh, Andy Jean um, Tyree Patterson you know those are guys that I think that they're real excited about it at the, at the receiver position. And they're still, they're still working here, um, Lance, to, to finish this, this cycle um, strong. Maybe they take a tight end. I expect them to try and take a shot at the number one tight end in the country, Deuce Robinson. Now, that's a long way uphill for them, but his mom swam at Florida. Uh, um, and, and uh, you know, there's some excitement around Florida on the trail. So maybe they'll be able to make a move there with Alabama, Georgia, Texas, and there's been a lot of Georgia buzz there. USC certainly been a mainstay for Deuce Robinson, but Florida going to take us take a swing there. Uh, offensive line, you know, they've already flipped Carney from Florida State. They'll try and flip Lucas Simmons. You know, uh, uh, Tommy Kinsler's a guy that they're going to recruit to the end as they go back and forth with Miami. Uh, uh, for him, he's currently committed to the Canes. They're in the mix for five-star offensive lineman Samson Okunlola. So offensive line is still a, an area where they're trying to add more to, to a class that's already good. And then running back. You know, I think that they want to land another an elite running back. They want to get the spatula out. They did at quarterback, at running back. They're still swinging at Cedric Baxter. They're still swinging at Richard Young. And they're still swinging at Mark Fletcher, uh, who's currently committed to Ohio State from in-state. I think they're in the mix there for Mark Fletcher as well. So uh, um, trying to get the heavy spatula out uh, like they did at quarterback for, for a running back. Over the weekend, they also had five-star corner Desmond Ricks on, on campus talking to some people that spent time with Ricks. I think they feel like they made a move with, with Ricks. Now, my, my uh, forecast is on LSU. I think people uh, with knowledge of that recruitment still like LSU's position, but he's going to come back to Florida for his official visit the first weekend of December. He's going to be at the Iron Bowl, then go to Florida, then go to Alabama, and then come back to LSU for his official. So still a lot of, uh, of, of jostling potentially in a recruitment that will be decided on December 23rd, the last day 
of the early signing period. But Florida, they're in good position with five-star edge Quay Russo, which puts you in good position with five-star defensive lineman James Smith. You got Alabama certainly as major players for both. Auburn swinging for both of them, uh, uh, but Florida doing a good job with, with both those guys. Georgia, another hat on the table. Jordan Hall, maybe that's a Georgia-Florida battle. I'd probably, I still like Georgia for Jordan Hall, the defensive lineman, because they got two Jordan Halls that they're in it for right now. Jordan Hall, the defensive lineman, big baby. Uh, prediction on Georgia, but Florida making it interesting. Jordan Hall, the linebacker from IMG Academy, uh, took a second visit to, to uh, Florida this year committed to Michigan State, but I think that that's flippable for, for Florida as well. John Walker is one of the biggest pieces still out there for Florida, a defensive lineman committed to UCF that's been to the swamp several times this fall. Florida's got a special defensive line class. That would really put it over the top if they could flip John Walker from UCF, who's having a great season, had a big win at Tulane uh, this weekend. They're still swinging at Keon Keeley. They're going to try and make a leap push for the number one edge rusher. Alabama's the crystal ball favorite. Ohio State's had a lot of buzz there. But Florida, proximity from home, they're going to try and make a late push for, for Keon as well. There's several other names on the board. Maybe another backer pops up. Uh, uh, certainly – some of their recruits, Kelby Collins, Hank South of our Bama online site reporting that Kelby Collins uh, has an official visit locked in for Alabama, for the Alabama native. But Kelby's done everything right with Florida, been a regular on campus. He's been up front with the Florida staff on everything. So still like him to stick in the class, but you never know with recruiting. Florida's flipping people right now. They're trying to flip a running back now. Uh, they're trying to flip an offensive lineman. Uh, they're going to be a fun team to follow down the stretch. They were really fun at the end of the last cycle when Napier and company got in. And uh, 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 these home games, they've also kind of been able to set the tone and have elite 24s and beyond on campus and, and really build early foundational relationships with them as well. Yeah, and, and anytime we talk Florida, Steve, you always bring up in order for them to beat – the best on the field they need to beat the best on the recruiting trail and we talked or you just you know spoke about so many kids that they're in to try to flip for or they're in heated battles for with others uh with other blue bloods in the country and if florida can win some of those it just makes those efforts uh on the field a lot easier and the game's a lot better whenever they play the likes of an alabama or georgia uh or you know so on and so forth uh so definitely a lot uh with with Florida, of course, make sure to check out Swamp 24-7 uh, for oh, yeah. all the latest on the Gators uh, and recruiting, of course, as signing day. It's obviously just over a little bit, uh, a little over a month away, I should say. Uh, I should say. Excuse me. And, and Steve, Jaden Rashad obviously was the big news and the big flip when it comes to the 2023 quarterback class last week. Again, there's still a month, a little bit over, uh, till the till the early signing period starts. Are there any other quarterbacks you have your eyes on when it comes to potentially flipping and potentially going elsewhere? Yes, uh, a few. The a latest few. one is Kenny Minchie, uh, top two four seven quarterback from Tennessee, uh, um, from John uh, from Pope uh, Pope John Paul High School. There, I think he's he's a young man that uh, is on the move. Uh, I don't expect him to stay in the fold for Pitt. Um, as we record this at 9.30 in the morning uh, um, here. Uh, and Notre Dame is the team to watch for Kenny Minchie moving forward. They offered him at the end of July, expecting him to take an official visit to South Bend this weekend. 
Uh, Chad Bowden was recently down there to watch him play. He's been building a relationship with Marcus Freeman and company. And I think what Notre Dame offers on the field with their tradition-rich program uh, and, and culture uh, to what they offer off the field, I think Notre Dame's in tremendous position to, to land Kenny Minchie. And I, that would be a major one for, for Notre Dame because I think that he would be the best quarterback. Or he would be as good a quarterback as Notre Dame's committed in several cycles. He is a talented thrower of the football uh, uh, that – I thought was outstanding at the Elite 11 Finals. Uh, um, I believe he won the accuracy competition out there uh, at the Elite 11 Finals. But he, he from 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 just a pure uh, physical throwing ability, I thought he was on par with with all the big arms there. He's going to play in the All America Bowl after his senior year. He uh, had a had a really good senior season. Had some health issues, but when he was out there, completed seventy percent of his passes, fifteen touchdowns to just three interceptions. A junior season, he threw for over three thousand yards and thirty-two touchdowns to nine scores. Uh, but I think that he would really elevate Notre Dame's quarterback room and get in there and be able to push the guys that they already have uh, year one physically. Uh, um, that would be a, a major pickup for Notre Dame. My crystal ball is on the Irish for Kenny Minchie. Uh, um, it's not in as we record this, but it will be in as y'all are listening to it. Uh, um, so Notre Dame had the number three recruiting class in the country. They have three dynamic running backs in the fold. They have uh, an awesome receiver hall uh, right now and, and uh, certainly one of the best offensive line classes in the country. So Kenny Mitchie, kind of that missing piece for them as they put the finishing touches on what would be a third straight top 10 class for Notre Dame and obviously the first full one for Marcus Freeman. Yeah. And a great job by Freeman. Obviously the season started out, not the way it was expected to starting out. 0 two they've since obviously had big wins over Syracuse, big wins over Clemson, a huge win over Clemson uh, and a really dominating win over Clemson. So they beat uh, North Carolina. Yes. Beat North they Carolina beat as well. They got a chance to beat play Syracuse at Syracuse, beat Syracuse at Syracuse. Right. But North Carolina, they've only lost one game and Clemson's only lost one game. Yep. So those wins are, Still a very BYU in Las Vegas. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and they're going to get a shot at USC. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be, and, and I would I would venture to say that they're more physical than USC. Now, the USC defense is better. Their defense is better than USC's defense. And now, no Travis Dye for USC, too. But so, USC's uh, offense is better than Clemson's. So it's yes. going to be interesting to see what that game looks like. Yes. Uh, and Notre Dame will be up for that game. You know, so that, as always, be, as, as always. Yeah, so, I mean, Notre Dame, they've been up and down this year, uh, but I would imagine they'll be up for USC, and uh, recruiting's going exciting for them. This class, hell of a foundation for Marcus Freeman and company moving forward, especially if they land Kenny Minchie. I think that's a quarterback you can win a ton of games with. He's very talented. Uh, Notre Dame's not the only powerhouse program sniffing around there, but I like where they stand. I think they're the one to beat. And then that would also give them quarterbacks in back-to-back classes. You have Minchie in 2023. CJ Carr in 2024 would really help up that quarterback room and help set them up for the future, looking ahead to the years of 2025, 2026, uh, et cetera. But Steve, I want to stay on the the flip train, right? Because we talked about Jane Rashada. We talked about Kenny Minchie. We're going to move away from quarterbacks now. Caden Proctor, the five-star offensive tackle, the number one offensive tackle in 2023 class out of Iowa, currently committed to Iowa. He took a visit to Oregon this past weekend. Granted, the Ducks lost to Washington 37-34, but a great atmosphere, a great game. What's the latest you could tell me about Proctor and his visit to Eugene? Well, it's one that was in the works for a while, but I don't think Iowa knew about it. So anytime that happens, you kind of wonder what's really going on here. Um, But I I think that um, 
you know, going into the visit, it seemed like there was a ton of momentum uh, uh, with Oregon here, obviously, and getting them on campus for an official visit. But talking to some other people, they say, you know, Caden's just simply trying to make sure that Iowa is the right decision for him. And then he still holds Iowa in very, very high regards. And, and, and I don't know if there's much concern around Iowa City uh, uh, with Caden with in the long run, but I do think that he is excited about Oregon and uh, um, went out and took a visit and has had has kept in touch with, with the Duck staff and likes the way that Oregon's building that program up. And I think that you know, uh, Oregon has certainly put themselves in the equation here. What will happen? Time will tell. Um, but uh, Oregon uh, uh, tracking for a potential top 10 class themselves had some key some key targets in this weekend. And uh, if they are able to land Caden Proctor, it would give them the no- number one offensive tackle in the country for a second straight year after winning out for Josh Connerly at the end of the year. And what we said on Whip Around last week, Lance, is that Oregon's talking to as many prospects committed elsewhere as any program I've seen in the country. They're trying to swing a big spatula. Caden Proctor was the one that I was really referring to uh, when we were uh, when when you if you read between the lines of of, of last week's show. So we'll see what happens coming out of the visit. But uh, Oregon and his relationship with Coach Clem, Coach Lanning, and his track record as an assistant coach, and now uh, instantly uh, uh, in, uh, making Oregon uh, an exciting program in year one, I, I think that has put Oregon in the mix here for Kane and Proctor. And, and we'll see where the dust settles coming out of his weekend official visit. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, you said the Ducks were swinging a big spatula. Six seven three thirty. Caden Proctor. That is not just a big spatula, Steve. That's a huge spatula. That's a pancake machine right there. Like that's a legit spatula to pancake uh, maneuver right there. Right. And imagine and imagine an offensive line of the future with him and Josh Connerly. Like you said, two uh, the two top offensive tackles in back to back classes. Man, Dan Lanning would have something going on that offensive line if he's able to potentially flip Proctor from Iowa. But Steve, I want to see. Proctor had been to every Iowa game before this, so it's not like it's nothing's imminent. I guess we could say nothing's imminent. Nothing. Uh, this visit, like you said, was planned. Uh, has been in the works for a while, uh, so it's not like this was a surprise visit. Right. Uh, uh, you know, out of nowhere. Uh, so while right. nothing seems imminent, again, you you'd expect that Oregon would stay on Proctor, obviously bringing him in uh, for what was a big game uh, against Washington. But Steve, let's stay in the Midwest. We just kind of talked about an Iowa prospect or an Iowa recruit. Ohio State just had their second-to-last home game of the season. We all know what their last home game is. Their last home game is the the game against Michigan oh, yeah. in two weeks. Uh, but they blew out Indiana 56-14. to That was obviously expected. The offense put on a show, uh, bounced back after a couple of lackluster weeks for that offense. Uh, but, again, 56 points, you knew it was coming. 
what's the latest about what you can tell me about the recruits that were on campus for that Indiana win? And then I guess an early look ahead to the Michigan game. You're expecting some names there. What can you tell us? Well, Ohio State, they have the number five recruiting class in the country right now, and they hosted a couple targets that they would like to finish the cycle with uh, over the weekend. They had a four-star linebacker, Aaron Carter, in for his official visit. He said it was a great visit, loves the culture there, uh, um, says they are close, you know, just the, the just how close everyone with, within the program is and, and like the support system on and off the field. And uh, uh, Ohio State, they're battling Alabama and uh, Tennessee and Michigan. He's going to visit Michigan this coming weekend. But Ohio State put their best foot forward in an effort where they really limited Indiana uh, on defense. They held them to just 269 yards and a 56-14 to 14 victory. They also had top 247 edge rusher Joshua Mickens on campus. He's a longtime commit to LSU. Now, look, this is a guy that Notre Dame's tried to take a swing at and didn't get much traction. Ohio State, on the other hand, is getting traction with Joshua Mickens. Had him in for his visit. Going to get him back for an official visit for the Michigan game. And I had a chance to talk to him today. Story coming up later on Bucknuts if it's not already posted uh, by now. And Bill Kurlick also had a story. But he he likes the proximity. And family is – he's probably about two and a half hours from, from Ohio State, from the side of Indianapolis that he's on. Uh, um, and, and family's close to him. He talked about Coach Day, Coach Johnson, Coach Kevin Wilson, Coach Fry. So he knows multiple coaches on staff there that he's already built a report and, and, and just talked about the, the that they breed greatness. He told me Ohio State breeds greatness. I think Ohio State's got traction here. He says that he's uh, fully committed to LSU, but I really think that the proximity could really help Ohio State here in addition to their own program track record. He got a chance to spend time with – beyond going to the game, he got a chance to sit down with Larry Johnson and was really impressed there. Now, Ohio State has been in this – they offered him early, but things are have really picked up here as of late. And then the other big visitor as of right now for the Ohio State-Michigan game in the 2023 class talked to Damon Wilson over the weekend, five-star edge rusher from Florida – who's uh, coming back to campus. He was there for Ohio State's win over Notre Dame. That was his official visit, was also there in the summer. My crystal ball's on Ohio State, but this has been a back-and-forth slobber knocker with Georgia. Georgia's gotten him to a couple games this fall, first an official. Then he was there for an unofficial for the win over Tennessee, and uh, he certainly likes Tennessee and that, that program's track record and the way they develop their players and the stage that they play on and proximity there. Uh, uh, doesn't hurt. And being in the SEC, those are things that I think he likes. But he also loves Ohio State coming back for that big game against Michigan. So we'll see what happens there. But Ohio State, they're in on some big-time prospects here during the stretch run as they try and make a, a move up uh, up the ladder here. And and that's as expected. And, and we're dropping names, obviously, that's, that are going to be at that Michigan game. Uh, that's just one of, of what I'm sure will be many. Oh, uh, so yeah. make sure to stay tuned to Bucknuts. Leftover turkey sandwiches and covering that recruiting weekend. Oh, so, yeah. I'm a dark oh, turkey yeah. meat guy. The white stuff's dry. Need hellified gravy if you even come close to – but just those dark dark meat pieces of turkey there. Uh, leftover, leftovers. Uh, Ohio State, Michigan at noon. It's a tradition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to stay tuned to Bucknuts, of course, as that game gets closer. And still, two weeks away, Ohio State's on the road this coming weekend, Maryland. Uh, but – Everyone has their eyes, obviously, uh, on a game that likely will decide who uh, reaches the college football playoff out of the Big Ten, whether it's the uh, the Buckeyes uh, or the Wolverines. So, Steve, our last game that we want to discuss, and I, I really feel good for Cadillac Williams here. Really? 13 to Coach 10, Auburn defeats 
Texas A&M, uh, a big win for that program. Texas A&M continues their downward spiral, uh, but we're not here to talk about them. We're here to talk about the Tigers. And again, Cadillac Williams, a great win for him, a great win for the program. I'm sure one that, that he will never forget. There were some, some good recruits on hand. There was, it was just a great atmosphere overall uh, down there uh, in Alabama. So what's the latest you can tell me about Auburn and their big weekend beating A&M? Look, I just think that when you talk about an Auburn program, that when you go back to last year, there wasn't a lot of good excitement around it. There wasn't good buzz. It was just kind of like this doomsday feel. People weren't confident in the head coach. And so with that, it carried over onto the recruiting trail where I thought they kind of gave lackluster effort. That was my biggest problem with Coach Harson and company was I thought he worked like if I ranked the effort given by SEC coaching staffs on the trail, I would have put Auburn dead last. And already uh, with Coach Cadillac Williams as the interim coach, there just seems to be a lot more excitement and juice around the program's efforts on the trail, which really just sets the tone for the next staff coming in. Like Cadillac Williams is doing so much good for his program that he's poured blood, sweat, and tears in as a player and now a coach to give the next staff, whoever it is, a foundation of good players are already looking at Auburn. It's there for the taking. You know, Reuben Bain back on campus, loved what he saw from Coach Lack and company on, on Saturday. Loved that environment. And, and, and so many recruits there just were – They Auburn's a special place. It's a place that's won national championships recently. They've played in big games recently. So it, it's one that can resurrect itself quickly. But – the atmosphere, the environment was awesome. They have a lot of recruits that are interested in Auburn. They're waiting to see what happens with the program. And coach, I can't think of a better bridge from an interim coaching perspective that I've ever seen than coach Cadillac Williams, the bridge from blue chip prospects to the next coaching regime. Then what I'm seeing right now, they had so many great players on campus and they're working, they're offering guys, they're, they're, they're staying on top of them, keeping them engaged with Auburn. And, and, and it was awesome to see the reaction was strong. You go to Auburn undercover, uh, www.247sports.auburn.com. Or maybe I said that a little backwards, but you get the picture. Uh, um, and uh, just the returns coming out of the Plains was, was, was strong for two teams that were three and six coming in, man. Uh, Auburn, four and six, uh, got a chance to uh, keep their bowl eligibility alive over the next two weeks, which includes the Iron Bowl. And I'm telling you, uh, they almost beat Alabama last year. I mean, Auburn was playing terrible down the stretch. And if Tank Bigsby doesn't run out of bounds, they still win the Iron Bowl. So that game, anything can happen, you know. And so, of course, of course. Uh, um, but Auburn, man, there's excitement around the program, Lance. It's a fun time to follow Auburn football right now. This recruiting weekend was not just some BS. Why are people coming here? That's not the coaches you're going to have. It's a bridge. That was a yeah. bridge weekend. And we'll see how many people cross the bridge and join the fold for Auburn down the road. But they know the route now. And that's thanks to Cadillac Williams and the staff working so hard. And, and, and again, this is just pure speculation on my part, but in all likelihood, Cadillac Williams is not going to be the next head coach of Auburn, right? But I think what he's doing is he's putting himself in a position to not only help the next head coach when it comes to recruiting, but to potentially also help himself when it comes to being put on the next staff. And again, that's all speculation. That's up to the next head coach, whoever that may be, to decide who he wants on his staff. But Cadillac Williams is an, is an, Cadillac Williams is an Auburn legend. Uh, he's a great recruiter for Auburn. He's showing that. He's doing a great job as the interim head coach in what is a very 
tough position uh, that he was put in. So I would think if I were going to be the next head coach of Auburn, I'd want Cadillac Williams on my staff. I would think you probably would too. Absolutely. Uh, he, look, Cadillac Williams, he was already a saint on the plains. Now he's a saint times two. A hundred percent. And like you said, you know, Auburn, their bowl eligibility hopes, while they're hanging on by a thread, they're still there. And we saw the Auburn, uh, the, the iron bowl, excuse me, last year uh, against a, very good Alabama team, an Alabama team that obviously uh, finished runner-up to Georgia. Auburn took them all the way to overtime. Anything can happen in the Iron Bowl, as we've seen over the years. So don't count Auburn out just yet. And no, man, well, Braden Joyner, you know, he told me that the players were yep. putting their bodies on the line for Cadillac. I mean, and obviously the new facilities are going to be off the charts for them. But just you know, and and, and some of the recruits, how Auburn Auburn fans love former players, like all of that. I think played a part into the weekend there with the support that Cadillac's getting coach lack uh, as the recruits call them. And, uh, um, you know, it, it, it was, I don't normally cover, uh, recruiting weekends where both teams are three and six Lance, but this one was a special occasion. Yeah. When, when the two teams that are three and six though, are Auburn and Texas A&M, uh, that's definitely something to talk about, especially when Auburn's being coached, uh, by Cadillac Williams, but see, that'll do it for today's episode. As always, of course, it was a pleasure to talk to you on this Monday. So much going on in recruiting. Make sure to stay locked in with 247sports.com. Make sure to follow Steve at swiltfunk247 on Twitter as, as there's so much going on with just over a month left until signing day. Flips, decommitments, commitments, visit. So many big games uh, to track as obviously the weeks go by. And of course, remember to like this video and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. If you're listening as a podcast, make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review. So for Steve Wilfong, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for thanks so much for listening. Enjoy your Monday. And we'll see you next time here on the World Talk with most all-star studded challenge ever and this time it's every competitor for themselves best challenge ever the challenge all-stars new season now streaming on paramount plus go to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply